Welcome to Speak Up International with Rita Burke and Elton Brown. Now, we have interviewed people from far and wide. We've gone on as far as Nigeria. And then we spoke with Terry from England last week. Today, we will be speaking to an author from South Africa. Now, as usual, I need to tell you a little bit about him. His name is Kalenga Augustine Malenga. He says that he's been writing for many years and his passion is writing. We understand that writing is in his blood because his father was a journalist and the first black editor of the Zambia Daily Mail. And would you believe it, to date, he has published 31 children's books. Our guest has recently published his memoir as well and has made a middle grade novel that will be released later this year to our audience. Our guest from South Africa, Mr. Kalenga. Kalenga. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. It is our pleasure to uh, have you with us today to have a conversation about you and you being prolific when it comes to writing. You must have a, one of those copier machines just cranking those babies out. It is absolutely amazing. Thanks. By the way, everyone who's listening, this is a Zoom call and we can see one another. I'm looking at something that is extremely colorful. That's behind Kalinga. Kalinga, can you tell us what is behind you? My Zoom background is made up of um, some of my books. Um, not all of them would fit on the screen. So it's made up of um, covers of eight of my books. And yeah, I've got someone who does um, my 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 posters for me, um, a South African. And yeah, I've got about four or five of them, and each of them have covers of my books on them. It's a fantastic looking, very colorful, very energetic background. Thank you for doing that for us. Thank now, you. I would like to ask for you to tell us and tell our audience two words that best describe who you are. Okay, I think two words that come to mind are passionate and driven. As you said in the, when you were giving your introduction, my passion is writing. And once I am passionate about something, that is what gives me the drive. So I'm goal-driven. And yeah, I, I, I always want to get my, 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 my goals achieved. And yeah, so I would say I am passionate and driven. Driven indeed, now that we know that you have many books published. What inspired you to start writing children's books? And how has your writing evolved since you started writing children's books? Yeah, I used to write books. I started writing books when I was very young. I should have been about 10 years old. Um, obviously, I didn't get any of them published, but I would take part in certain competitions at school. And two of my books did win win some prizes when I was back at school in Zambia. After some time, I ended up stopping to write, and I just used to read a lot. 
But my, my, my writing journey came back in 2020 when the, my family and I were coming home from church and my son, my youngest, had a writing competition at school. And I mentioned to everybody in the car that I used to write when I was about his age. And none of the, my wife and my two daughters and my son didn't believe me because I'm an accountant. I'm a qualified accountant. And they said, there's no way you, you used to write books. And to cut a long story short, I went home that day, wrote one book. And in a, within a week, I had written about four or five manuscripts. And that's what I, I realized that my passion was still there. And I decided to go out there and, yeah, to get my books published. So what I'm hearing is that they dared you and they challenged you. And you rose to the challenge that came from your family. Sounds exciting. Exactly, yeah. Now, in your bio, I read that you like to put positive messages in your books. Tell our audience what positive sounds, feels, and looks like. What do you mean by positive messages? Okay, I think the, the positive message would be like uh, life lessons. Um, and sometimes, especially being a parent, uh, you need all the help you can get. Uh, my kids are grown now. Um, obviously, my youngest is 13 and my oldest is 23. But when they were much younger, there's a lot of uh, challenges that you face teaching kids um, right from wrong. I believe my books can help teachers, educate, I'm sorry, teachers and parents, as well as just caregivers to, to teach important life lessons. Um, for example, Harry the Honest Horse is all about honesty. Um, uh, the, the Susie the Strickland Sizzling Striker is all about being a team player in sports. Elaine the Elephant is all about if, you first, uh, if at first you don't succeed, try again, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, that's basically what I wanted to do when I first started um, um, writing my first book, and then the rest all followed suit. I love the fact that your books have a positive message for the youth of today. I think it, it really needs uh, to happen frequently. Let's face it, the world is not in a good place. And if you mm. listen to the news all the time, you wind up being depressed. And that's something that we don't want our kids to become. We want them to remain positive and see mm. the world as their own. Can you share with us a memorable experience or moment from your writing journey that has a significant impact on your career or creative process? Something that comes to mind is obviously, like I said, I wanted to all my books to have a positive um, life lesson attached to it. But when I was looking for, for main characters, I wasn't sure whether to go for people or for animals. So the first thing that came to mind was that, okay, children can relate to animals. So I went to each and every member of my family and asked them what their favorite animal was. And that hence every one of my books has got one of my kids and my wife's favorite animals. But over and above that, obviously, I do try to include um, people as my main characters as well. 
But the memorable one was my older sister, who is much, much older than me. But she sent me a, a, a message, um, a text message, because she's got a farm and she's um, got pigs on her farm. So she said, you have to write a book about pigs. But now I really couldn't think about what could I write about pigs. But eventually, my latest, one, it's actually my latest children's book is called Pigly, the Angry Piglet. And this is all about controlling one's anger. Yeah, so that was my elder sister Priscilla's wish. And yeah, so it, it came true. <laughs> Sounds very exciting. I'm glad the book is about pigs because guess what my favorite animal is? Pigs. <laughs> I need to get one of those books in my hand very soon. Okay. You are teaching children, and dare I say, not only children, but families about values to help them navigate their way through the world. It sounds to me like that's what you're doing. You talk about life lessons. Yes, you're teaching values about fairness, about kindness, about managing anger, those kinds of things, which is wonderful. As Elton said earlier, it's absolutely needed in today's world. Now, you wrote something called Striving to be Number One. Tell our audience what's significant about that, please. Okay, so Striving to be Number One, obviously it's a short story it's, and it's fiction, but it's about the dangers of pushing oneself too hard. So even though it is an adult, it is for adults, but it's something that also I wanted to deliver a positive message that the main character had his parents were like high achievers and he was an athlete and he felt that he would only be accepted if he finished first and not second, not third. And because of that, he ended up taking performance enhancing drugs. I don't want to spoil the story, but yeah, <laughs> it's uh, basically just about pushing himself too hard and striving to be number one, no matter what. Sounds like his parents were that kind of parent who, if he came home with 99, they would say, where is the other one? Mm. And you are quite correct. Sometimes parents tend to drive their children to extremes. So that book must be a fantastic book to read. Now you piqued my curiosity. And when you started talking about how you receive your content from your family in the form of favorite animals. So what is your favorite animal? Okay, my favorite animal is a lion. Yeah, I, I just it's just such an amazing animal. And both the thing about the male and the female, the lion and the lioness are so different that you can definitely tell one apart from the other. And that's what just amazes me so much. Yeah. How do you keep a, a balance between the message and providing a way where the kids are totally entertained by what you produce? Okay, yeah, cool. so for, obviously for my parenting journey, the, the kids always looked at dad as the, as the lighthearted, funny guy. So basically I got that kids, if you're too serious, you, you don't get the message across. So I, in my books, I try to have some lighthearted humor, as well as just, like we said, some entertainment to show them and to teach them 
that the specific life lesson attached to the to the book. Yeah, so basically, I didn't want it to be too serious because then sometimes kids, uh, most of the time, from what I see, is that kids don't really they don't really understand or they don't want to take something when it is too serious. Even though obviously sometimes in life we have to get the message across when they've done wrong, but obviously in the books. It's not about them doing wrong. It's about them learning from them, but in a positive and lighthearted way. Yes, very interesting point. Very interesting point that you made. And I'm convinced that very often the message in children's books are not fully understood until they grow a bit older. I think that the children's books could appeal to adults as well because the messages are so profound. So yeah. I got what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Now you told us what your favorite animal is. What is your favorite book among the books that you have written? Which is your most favorite? Hmm, that's a hard one. <laughs> okay. My favorite is Donk and the Stubborn Donkey, because that was the book that I wrote when I was 10 years old. It had a different name. I renamed it. It was called The Obstinate Donkey when I first wrote it. And then I renamed it to Donk and the Stubborn Donkeys. That's my favorite. But I do want to just give special mention to two of the others, which I really like. It's Chuck the Cheetah and... Drew the Dragon. Those Drew the Dragon is very close to my heart because it's got such a good message that I feel it's all about love. Um, and it says where there's love, there's always miracles. Miracles do happen. Yeah, but my favorite would be Donk because it was my first. And then obviously Chuck the Cheetah and Drew the Dragon. I heard you. I was blessed and fortunate to hear you reading Chuck the Cheetah. That's what inspired me to get in touch with you, to be a guest on Speak Up International. Speak Up International speaks to inform, to educate, and to inspire. And I thank you because you're helping us to reach our goals today so much. Your books, you have many of them. Can your books be downloaded from someplace like Amazon? Or are they only accessible in print? Okay, yeah. So I've got both ebook and um, paperback, and they are all available on Amazon. The only ones that don't have uh, that I don't have in paperback are the the memoir and the the short stories. Um, those are just ebooks for now. But all the children's books are available in ebook and in paperback, and they're all available on Amazon. They're available on Draft to Digital, which is uh, which you can get to get Apple Books and Google Books. All those, yeah, they are all accessible there. And obviously, locally in South Africa, they can be purchased via my website. Wonderful. Uh, I noticed on your website that you talk a a little about your self-publishing children's book. It's like a step-by-step guide. Can you give us an overall summary of what that is all about? Okay, so basically that's, it's an online course. The first module is free, and then you just pay a nominal fee for the other six modules, which is basically a step-by-step guide um, for publishing children's books. Because 
I just felt I didn't have anyone to help me through this process. I learned um, along the way. Um, and if I had the course that I do have now, the online course, it would be, I would have found it much easier. But it was, a, like I said, uh, it was a, a journey and I made some mistakes along the way. But I think right now, at the moment, I, I can say that I am quite an experienced self-published author. And um, I'm still learning. Um, that's one thing. I'm, I'm always learning and I'm always reading, finding different ways and different means to make things um, easier, the marketing journey and things like that. But yeah, uh, I think the course can really help aspiring authors and actual self-published authors who just need like a refresher. So why did you decide to self-publish? And is okay. it working for and is it working for you? Okay, so I decided to self-publish because South Africa has got a huge population, but unfortunately, the reading culture is not that good. And there's not a lot of publishing houses out there, traditional publishing houses. So the very few that I did send my manuscript to, they were not selected. But I really wanted to get my books published. So that's when I decided to start doing my investigations and my research and found that you can self-publish. And... I am really enjoying it. In the beginning, I had an editor there and a, an illustrator there and a different, all, all the guys were all over the place, all over the world, actually, because I got them from Fiverr.com. But um, at the moment, I do have a lady who has an in-house, like self-publishing. She does self-publishing for, <laughs> excuse me, for, for several authors here. And she's got her, an in-house editor, she's got an in-house illustrator, she's got, she does the cover design, the, the formatting, and yeah, I'm really happy with her, and it's working fine for me. Just to mention that my middle grade book, uh, my middle grade novel, is through a small traditional publisher who, who I signed a publishing contract with, and yeah, but that's the only one. The rest I all self-published. You sound like a pro-author proud self-publisher who can teach those wannabe authors the process and we thank you for that we thank you for that thank but you. there are huge advantages to self-publishing because you own your exactly. work and i yeah. think that is fantastic because mm -hmm. frequently we take to publishing houses and they modify it and take it away from your original message so congratulations for having taken that route of self-publishing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Congratulations is definitely in, in order. You won the creative writing contest. I think you mentioned that before. Uh, that must have been a proud moment for you. So how did it feel to receive such recognition for your work? And how has that motivated you to continue writing? Oh, yes, yeah, that, that was really a great moment because, like I said, I wrote, I, I did win two writing competitions when I was much younger, when I was back at school. And to win again at the ripe age of, I think it was 41, I was. Was that? No, I was 40, 44, actually. Yeah. So to win again at the age of 44 was really something. Um, and that's what pushed me, pushed me to write more and 
to achieve more. And just to mention that also Chuck the Cheetah did win also an award recently. I was first runner-up in the Copa Book Awards in Zambia. And yeah, I just want to keep going. And that recognition, it, 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 it is what, what drives us because I think my wife always laughs at me that my love language is words of affirmation. And once I hear those words of affirmation, it'll, it'll make me continue and to, it'll push me to do more. Yeah. Yes, I hear you loud and clear. Affirmations are wonderful. And if us adults could teach affirmations to the children in our circle, then they would grow up to become successful adults. So thank you so very much for joining us on Speak Up International. I certainly appreciated what you shared with our audience. And you know what? Perhaps you could join us again to tell us more about your story, more about writing, more about your family, more about growing up and living in Africa. Thank you so very much. Thank you on behalf of Speak Up International. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you so much. Thanks, Rita. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Elton. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Speak Up! Exclamation Point International. If you would like to know more about Augustine Malenga's incredible books, Kindly provide your name and email address to info at speakuppodcast.ca. Please state in your email you wish to contact him. Would you like to be interviewed by Speak Up! Exclamation Point International? Please drop us a line containing your name, company name, the service you provide to your community, and email address to info at speakuppodcast.ca. You can reach us using Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. To connect to our podcast, use Spotify or your favorite podcast platform and search for Speak Up! Exclamation Point International. You can also find our podcast using our web address, www.speakuppodcast.ca. Our logo has the woman with her finger pointing up, out open, Speaking up, at Speak Up! Exclamation Point International, we aim to inspire, to inform, and to educate. Mm-hmm.